As you look up into the night sky, for most people, it's difficult to imagine something lowering from above to put on a light show or make you truly question if we are alone in the universe. Most UFO sightings are just that, something appearing for a short amount of time to dazzle onlookers for an instant and then disappearing faster than the eye can see. The people of Colares, Brazil, on the other hand, in 1977, had a very different experience, and not a single town person would say that what they saw was benign. Over a four-month period, the people of Colares would come to experience terror like they had never known before. Mysterious injuries and even death, caused by mysterious lights that seemed to assault the small fishing town with a malicious intelligence. The crisis was so dire that the mayor was obliged to call in the Brazilian Air Force to come to his town's aid. This culminated in what was perhaps the first well-coordinated and public effort by a country's military to try and capture real proof that UFOs existed. Join the theorists as they take a look into what has come to be known as Brazil's Roswell in the Colaris UFO Incident. Case File 79, the Calera's UFO Incident. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. I'm Cody. We got a new oh. new theorist in the house. One of our old-time buddies, Cody. We're guesting. He doesn't, he doesn't have a secret alias yet. No, nothing Some, yet. Something might come. Uh, Cody waited to be on the podcast till we were good. He said he didn't want to waste his talents on anything that was <laughs> subpar. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Well, you guys are, you really stepped up your game lately, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, we'll, see if, we'll see if he wants to come back for number two. Um, well, we're going we're gonna to do things a little different. We're going to shake it up for 79. Uh, basically, Dan's real sleepy. Real sleepy. <laughs> been working real hard. Working hard. He's been crunching the numbers. Uh, so we're going to get right into the case file right away, uh, and then we're going to let Dan go so Dan can get some beauty sleep. And... Uh, We'll finish up with uh, UFO case file of the week and uh, space news and that. So uh, right away, let's get into it. Brazilian, what they call the Brazilian <laughs> Roswell incident. That's it. That is what they say. No, just a bunch right. of you know people getting laser beamed and yeah. probed by aliens. Classic stuff. Yeah, you love a probe. But Dan, this is Dan's baby. Dan's been wanting to do Calaris forever. So Dan, what are we working with? Take us off. All right. Well. In Brazil, <laughs> me and Dan had a talk. At the mouth of the Amazon River, there's a there's a small, uh, small town located on an island named Calaris. And in Calaris, uh, in 1977, from about September to December, around that thing, there was a rash of these really extremely, I could say, I guess you would call them aggressive UFO sightings. Um, there was. Basically, the entire town uh, was reporting seeing strange lights, yeah. uh, strange to encounters. Numerous, to say numerous would be an understatement. They were yeah. like, they were. It was getting ridiculous. And you might think it was like, oh, it's just um, a bunch of people just getting together, just trying to 
to pump up their town or something like that, maybe for tourists. No, this is a very, they're actually a pretty poor town. They're not, they're not really on the map. They're not, um, they don't really have any reason to be lying about this stuff. Um, most of the people there are fishermen or farmers. Now, what makes this case um, extremely, um, I guess you could say either credible or, or even more believable is that the, the events that took place uh, in the four-month period uh, after September 1977 is that the Brazilian Air Force actually got involved. So, well, I'll kind of take it back. So anyway, so starting in, around September, um, people started in that town reporting seeing strange lights in the sky and people were um, reporting that they were being chased by these lights, that these lights were actually chasing them and, and people were feeling strange sensations and they were getting injuries and waking up with strange marks on their bodies. Um, and it was becoming what they thought is dangerous to even stay there. Uh, a lot of women and children actually left the town uh, in fear for their lives. Uh, from these these lights and these these happenings, um, at the time, uh, there was at least let's see, I'd have to say three or four of the town officials uh, got behind the story. Um, uh, Lucia Helena Marquez, who was 25 years old at the time, was a dentist in Calaris, and she had sightings of her own, even on a beach there. Um, which they said that many people also could corroborate that they saw a strange object that floated in from the moved in from most of these sightings took place on the beach and they saw a lot of them. The lights would come in from the ocean and the ones that she specifically saw, she said that there was uh, red and green lights that alternated between each other um, and kind of like an oval pattern. And then, and then it's gone, disappeared. Um, these are, these are just a few of the things that happened. Uh, Carlos Mendez was a reporter at the time and the, he worked in the town. Well, probably like the biggest city closest to Calaris was a, a one city second, called Bolem. One second, Dan, we got another joiner. Andrew's here. Need addition. Andrew's here. He's actually, he's actually right on time, <laughs> but we just started a little early. Good. We started early. Mike check. Quick mic check. Yo. He's there. He's in. He's in. Yo. Yo. All right, Dan, Carlos Mendez, local reporter. Uh, Carlos Mendes was a reporter working in the city that was closest to Calaris, which is Belém, which would be, um, I guess, probably it's about two hours, uh, 63 miles uh, from Calaris. And he was receiving phone calls and tips uh, from people who were, had connections to the towns about these lights and people were genuinely concerned. Um, uh, I, I just want to say two completely like Belém is like a city big city Calera's is like country like rural very rural compared yeah. to like two very distinct different places not the same in, in any slight of the word and when carlos mendez uh got these tips he decided to take his photographer with him and they went down to Calaris to get uh the scoop on what was going on they wanted to find out what was actually behind all these these happenings and what could have an entire town on edge and fearing for their lives. Uh, when they got there, he said they interviewed at least one woman, uh, 
who reported seeing a bright light. And this was kind of common to most of the encounters that the people had was they reported seeing a bright light that that seemed to pierce through their ceiling, like so bright that a light so bright that it went almost through uh, their ceiling. And she said that she was paralyzed, uh, couldn't move at all. Uh, and uh, either she went unconscious or she she felt a strange sensation. And the next morning she said she woke up with wounds, uh, which looked like somebody had been pierced uh, sections of her chest with multiple places with what looked like to be a pin or a needle. Um, and this actually became quite common with some of the other victims of these encounters. Um, the people living in Calaris had seen the lights and they, a lot of them said they felt like these lights um, were taking something from them. A lot of them thought they were taking their blood or, or, or something from them. A lot of them reported feeling lightheaded or giddy after the, the lights had either um, focused on them or chased them down or in their, caught them in their own homes. Uh, extremely strange thing. Like the entire town was. Man, these, just, these lights are like, yeah. they're not just like a light. They're say like they're chasing people around yeah. the town. They're chasing them off the beach. And what, I don't know, like what kind of light goes, not, not only does it go through a ceiling in a lot of these cases, but it like leaves like a circular, like burn on what the kind of ceiling? What kind of ceilings are we talking here? Like, that are we talking? Yeah, talking thatched roof. Or are yeah, we talking at least uh, just like mud huts? Thatched roof. Uh, at least one of the ceilings was uh, like the one of the victims was a man, and he reported having like he had a ceramic tile ceiling. So it wasn't it's, like it's just opaque, like sheet it's solid. metal or yeah. something. Like that. But there could have been possibly sheet metal and stuff like that. But um, it definitely wasn't a helicopter or anything. Most of the people reported not hearing any sound from these lights. Like there wasn't there wasn't any sound. There wasn't any wind. Uh, there wasn't anything moving. So, um, so we got, so the we, director, got the light, we got the lights, we got the well, puncture wounds. And there, like, there's a lot more long-term damage done by these lights, supposedly like reported by the mass. These people, like, I guess most of the lesions were, they affected the face and the thoracic area mm. and it would start, you know what I mean? as kind of like a reddening of the affected area. And then within time you'd see blackening of the skin hair would start to fall out. And a lot of people reported actually becoming anemic after the fact. And if you don't know what it like, is that anemia like is when your blood, well, when your body, your, your uh, body's ceasing to produce uh, a normal amount of red blood, red blood cells. So you're not carrying oxygen properly. Right. So all these symptoms are concurrent with, with radiation poisoning, right? Like it's, it's the same symptoms that you'd have if you went and got uh, radiation therapy for like a cancer or something like that. Which so is weird, but con right? but concentrated in an area. Concentrated yeah. in a certain area. Well, some of the some of these issues, like anemia, is systemic. It's not going to be a in full a certain, body, right? Yeah. But you 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 are having like the affected areas. That's where the blackening of the skin mm -hmm. is. But the weird thing is, is this puncture, like the prong puncture yeah. wounds. It's almost like a, like a taser prongs. You know what I mean? Like multiple like, prongs. Yeah, but can. then blood's been sucked out like a vampire. Well, they some people well, claim that they think blood was sucked out, but I, it was hard for me to find. They a, called. You know, they were calling the lights. Chupa Chupa, which is Portuguese for sucker. Sucker. Sucker, sucker. Yeah. Like sucker, sucker. the little Chupa Pops? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Chupa Cabra. The Chupa Cabra <laughs> used to suck people's blood, too. But That's fucking... It's, it's weird. It's a weird one. It, it's crazy because it's just like... I'd never heard of this before. 
we talked about doing this. No, this is the most widespread, supposed like hostile invasion yeah. story I've ever read. Well, and the military came in and everything got hush hush. Well, and that's what you know what I mean. Like, Always happens, but well, this is this is huge. Though. Like how many how many patients supposedly are people affected? Like 122 is what I read. I read 80, but the accounts seem to vary. It's probably hard to really nail down, but multiple, dozens and dozens. I cases. know that I was reading, um, I forget, I, I for, of course I forgot my fucking paperwork. And all <laughs> Mine's in my truck. <laughs> yeah. um, classic, uh, classic. Um, the, I, was, I forget the doctor's name, but there was this young doctor. She was only 22 at the time, but she reported in her own medical journals that she treat, herself treated 80 patients affected. Yeah, I think, this I think that doctor was- Melody Carvalho. That sounds right. That sounds right. Sounds right. Sounds like I would have butchered that name. So good on you. <laughs> good Thanks, good Dan. one, Dan. Okay, so we got yeah, we, we, the director. She was the 24 year old director of the local healthcare unit, and she uh, at least That's identified what looked like. She said there were radiation burns. She talked about the strange burns that people were coming into uh, during this time. She had an increased uh, patient intake, and there are at least two more really strange cases. Not just the 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 anemia that she was talking about or the, the wounds, he had at least two other women come into the hospital. One woman arrived, uh, seemed to be in a cardiac arrest and she was brought in by family members and she was in such a bad way that they had to send her to Belém, uh, in a car. They didn't have an ambulance, so they had to put her in a car and they sent her to the regional hospital there. Um, and then within a few days after that, another woman arrived, uh, that was brought into her, uh, her hospital and was had a case of like extreme rigidity, like so much that it was difficult to put it on a car. Like couldn't bend her arms. They couldn't bend her legs. Uh, whole body was just like stiff, like a board. So she's like, and riggered. Said, yeah. yeah, she's riggered, but alive. And so they That's sent weird. her to the hospital as well, uh, in Belém and by weeks end, they were both dead. Oh, Dead. She tried. She, she that's the report she got from the hospital. She tried to inquire as to what the cause of death was. Uh, she tried to get a report from them, but they simply because because she figured that it was something that was putting the town at risk. So she wanted to know what it was, but the only thing that she got was cause of death unknown. Unknown. <laughs> do, do we know if they? Do we know if they were affected by? Like, do they get affected by the light? Do we know if there was any type of burns or anything on them? Uh, those no, because I don't think she she did a full examination of those ones because she just put them in the car and was like, we yeah. can't treat them unresponsively. So were they the only two that died? As far as I, mean, I read, yeah, yeah. There's only two people, two fatalities. So you got at least 80, 80 people by this one doctor alone. Probably more than that that didn't go to the doctor. Two people died. A tiny little fishing village. With what, like two, or, and, like two or three thousand people live there only. Yeah, and Carvalho, the the doctor, she was actually still skeptical of the UFO uh, claims. She wasn't a hundred percent on board with this as being uh, in some sort of extraterrestrial. She she didn't think that was actually the thing until one night at around six p.m. She actually saw a woman in the street faint, and as she came up to the woman up in the air. Uh, she said that she saw what looked to be like a cylindrical object uh, giving off in a, a uh, large amount of light and moving in elliptical patterns. And it was floating just at the height of about of a, she said, about a 10 story building. And it was just floating there for a couple of seconds, moved back and forth and then sh and then gone. 
And that that made her a believer right there. She was like, I thought I didn't believe it until well, I saw that. You're like a medical professional. You're like, oh, mass hysteria. Like one person gets it. Everyone thinks they're going to get it. And then you actually see the craft yourself. You're like, ooh. Right. Maybe not. And she Maybe was not. one of the people who she was one of the people. I think there was besides her, there were two or three other uh, kind of town officials that went to the mayor and and told him like there something needs to be done. We we the people are living in fear. Like they can't go home at night. They're um, I mean, they had some men setting up bonfires in the beach, standing <laughs> like guard against these lights. Whatever they thought they could setting do. up guard we'll on a beach with we'll fire. fire. We'll you guys keep light watch. With light. Right. The light can't shine if it's already light out. <laughs> if we see you, you we see you coming. Can't do anything. So the mayor uh, picked up the phone and he called the local, um, the local kind of regional air force forward base um, for the air force. And when they received his thing, they kind of set up set him up with who was uh, at the time in charge of the operations in the area it was uh, Captain Urenge Holanda. Can, badass can, name. Can you say his full name, Dan? What? Captain Urenge Holanda. No, his full, I looked it up. His full name was Urenge Bolivar Soraris Noguera de Holanda. That's one whole name. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, they have two oh, middle names. Let me let me try even his first name. Urangi? <laughs> How do I say it? Yeah, close. Passable for um, Braden pronunciation. Yolanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brazilian Air Force or the higher ups believed that they thought it was something to they thought it was worth worth investigating since they had had reports of communist guerrillas uh, operating in the area. Uh, at the time uh, Brazil was under a dictatorship. And so they were kind of looking for anything that could be a threat to the regime. And they sent him out there with at least a team. And, but the weird thing is that they sent him out there with the idea of <laughs> they sent him out there with the the project name or they called it the code name for the operation was Operation Saucer. Or, came out. or plate, depending on what translation. But still. Yeah. Sounds cool. Still strange. Sounds, yeah. Op, how do you say it's not, was it Portuguese? Operacao Prato? Prato. It does sound badass. So, I mean, yeah, everything sounds cool in Portuguese, but. <laughs> um, uh, he arrived with his team. Uh, they got up on site. They set up telescopes and cameras and pretty much put the town under 24 hour surveillance. If this was for about. They had they had this for at least three or four months. Yeah, I think it started around so, like in September. It started, and like the, all the sightings kept increasing until it was finally terminated in, in December. At the peak of the sightings, I guess they finally terminated the project. Right. They said they got a call from the higher ups to just pack it all up. Yeah, like it's not it's not gorillas, it's aliens. Pretty so typical. While they were there, while they were there, they said they they accrued at least. 15 hours of film, over 500 photos, and 3,000 individual interviews with people. And all this information was all packed up. And they had drawings, illustrations, things like that. And was all, once they got back to Balam and they, they filed their reports and everything, classified, locked away for about 30 years. So they, they did all that investigation. They didn't tell all the people who were witnessing the stuff anything. 
Surprised people still live there. Yeah, they didn't. Oh, they God. didn't have any fuck conclusions. Yeah. They, they just packed yeah. up their stuff so and they left. Still don't know. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That. that that one doctor said they came to her like and they were trying to tell her to say it was mass hysteria to everyone. Yeah. And she's like, well. Yeah. If it's not mass hysteria, it's an actual health problem. I want them to be like aware if this is like some type of contagious, you know, yeah. some some weird disease or something. You're all losing it. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Said the site seemed to subside uh, over the the following months um, after the military left. Uh, there weren't that many reports, uh, if you could believe that, unless they were, you know, squashed or something like that. It could possibly have been. Because, I mean, they were already trying to seemingly trying to cover it up. Yes, when they um, Carvalho, the doctor who was working there, when the military, the first thing when they got there, uh, where they were trying to push her to say that, you know, tell the people that this is just a case of mass hysteria and and tell them that. And she she refused. She she flat out refused. I'm not going to do that. Um, and then she seen and, a UFO. And she saw a UFO. <laughs> And then was she mysteriously <laughs> murdered or had a fucking mysterious suicide or something like that? Oh, so, but someone down. did. Yeah, somebody well, did. Surprising. I'm surprised she didn't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so 30 years after the uh, the actual operation and the current the the occurrences that happened in Kolaris, uh, Captain Holanda actually uh, gave a video interview of his accounts of the events, like his personal accounts of what happened, and he had at least. Um, three encounters that he reported seeing the actual UFOs themselves. And in one of them, he said he claimed to have actually come in contact with a humanoid uh, that was not of this world or didn't seem to be. Um, he said that in this encounter, uh, he was he had been sleeping at the time uh, where his where he'd been staying in Kolaris and there was a bright flash of light. And then this, this Boy, being uh, had him hugged, or at least had him hugged from behind and was holding him. And he said that the, he could see it wearing, it was some sort of spacesuit. He couldn't see any features or anything that, that he could identify. Uh, so it didn't look biological or, or anything like that. He couldn't see eyes or a face or anything like that just a spacesuit and he said that the but it did speak to him and it seemed to speak to him in a he said the what is like a robotic or a metallic voice and it said that you know we're we don't mean to do you any harm psych he said. yeah we don't mean to cause you any harm <laughs> We're almost so, at the anniversary of this. This happened October 18th, 1977. By the time this is released, it'll be like uh, almost right around the anniversary of this happened to Captain Holanda. Yeah. And uh, the interviewers that, that taped the interview, uh, they were a ufologist team. Um, uh, H.A. Gaver is his name, and uh, is one of them. And he's pretty big on the UFO circuit. At least I know. And he's pretty big down there in Brazil. And he said that Captain Holanda seemed, you know, it, this wasn't like the ramblings of a PTSD or, or something like that. It wasn't somebody who had been rattled. He said that he had he had a very good memory. He was very lucid. Um, didn't seem to be, you know, 
falling apart or anything like that. But but the strange, very strange thing is, is that shortly after he gave this interview, Captain Holanda was found um, in his home uh, where he seemed to have committed suicide by hanging himself uh, from his bedpost with his uh, with the. With the belt of fixation. Cody, I think Cody just broke it wide open with, uh, you know, he's just choking himself out while he tugged it. With his pants mm-hmm. on. Yeah, pants yeah. on or off. Yeah. Dick in hand. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I finally told everyone. I can... <laughs> Sweet release. <laughs> <laughs> Str- strange, though. Strange that someone, yeah. someone always dies. It's not that strange, though, because this, so is, the sa- this a... is so fucking consistent with every one of these stories. Yeah. Something happens, long periods of silence. Guy, someone, uh, talks. Someone, someone talks. You get that person sh- dies. Shot twice in the head, committed <laughs> suicide. Yeah, like that's well, fucked. and it's always mm-hmm. auto asphyxiation. Like, why doesn't anybody else do it differently? I don't know. Maybe after you see aliens, you just got it. Like, you <laughs> got to take it to the next level. Like, yeah, nothing, nothing does it anymore. No, like, I've seen out. it all, man. Fuck. I, I was there because there's nothing that actually says that he was jerking it. Just that he tied it. Like seen pictures. Tied himself <laughs> to the bedpost. And uh, that that'd be a hard thing to do because you can just stand up, and I mean you got to be pretty determined. Yeah, it wasn't like, like he was hanging from the ceiling or anything. I like jumped out a window. Like was, he like, would have literally just had to like kick his legs. Like he probably could have just sat his back straight and like stopped choking you know, himself. I'll be honest, like that that's a really good point because it's it's it. You know what I mean? Like you could fully intend on killing yourself. You fully intend on killing yourself. Your and you're, no. you, you're bought, you get in that fight or flight situation and you're, it's your you gut reaction. Won't. Like you fight against, I've seen it. You know what I mean? Like we, I've walked in to people hanging and obviously this person means to kill themselves and they're fighting like hell to get that noose from out of their neck or, right. you know what I mean? They're kicking their legs. Like it, it's uh that, that's a really good point. Unless he's like a really, really, really tiny little fucking Portuguese guy or Brazilian guy. You never know. Yeah. But the thing is, he's, he's like, the way the bed posts, right? Like, so he's like, he has to like sit his weight down to then choke himself. And then like, all he would have to do is like, even just move up a little bit to catch a breath. You know what I mean? Like he, you would, it just seems ridiculous to me. Well, I thought once those, That's, I thought once they cinch, like if he did a proper hangman's noose, they don't come it, back. Yeah. Once used, it cinches, you're fucked. He used a belt though. Like yeah, he didn't use a noose. I think the belt would do well, yeah. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't man. know. So there's some like some leather belts are pretty tight when you once you get them like Well, once you, like he and he could like do we know if he fucking broke his neck? He could have just broke his neck and died instantly no. too, right? Not that there's much no way. Like, dude, if it's no way just like it was like not like a big bed post or anything. It's not like a big yeah. floor poster. It was just like it, you know, if you imagine just a regular bed with like just kind of the Maybe like what, like three, three feet, four, suspicious. three and a half feet tall, like off the ground. Suspicious, man. But it, on the flip yeah, side of that, too, weird. he's a he's a lifelong military guy. He's mm. probably seen a lot of shit, done he's a lot of shit. shit. He's probably got some fucking demons. Mm. Yeah, but right after you like come clean, like you think you would have demons about lying about it. Like you think you would feel True. so good, like coming clean about all this stuff. Yeah, well, he probably know? maybe maybe came clean and then he ended it. Or maybe he was fucking trying well, to launch is, like, some if he did come clean, if he did come complete if he was coming completely clean uh, he also said that he in the interview like they have they have video footage of him like kind of poking around in his arm and he's like yeah i was like i i think i've been implanted with something like a, a 
like yeah. some sort of device or something like that. And he was like, it's, it's right here. Like you see him kind of pushing it. Yeah. It's like, it's flexible and stuff like this. And the interviewer says, well, have you had a, did you go get an x-ray? He says, yeah, I got an x-ray, but it doesn't show up. Like it didn't show up on the x-ray, which is so not strange. Not, not metallic. It was, could have been yeah. anything. So, nothing. Or nothing. you know, so or if you were going to kill yourself and then, you know, why wouldn't you like cut out first or something weird like that? I, you know, just because that's so weird. <laughs> I love, there's this one line about him, like during the time where he, he, oh, I think it's in the same video. Uh, he says, we always told the, like the other military, like, don't shoot, don't shoot. Uh, but once a strange light had been aimed at a carpenter, the man was about 50 or 60 years old. He took his rifle and shot at the flying saucer. Uh, the light surrounded him and he fell to the ground, almost paralyzed for 15 days. The carpenter could barely move on the first man. The man, the, the first day, the man didn't move at all. He could see, hear, and speak, but it was difficult for him to move. Like, fucking Jesus, 15 days getting hit with a beam of light. You can't move. It's so weird. Like, a whole town. And it's like, they can't even, like I said, these are, these are fishermen, farmers. Like, what reason do they have to lie about this stuff? Yeah. It's, it's not like Calaris has turned into a hotbed of tourism since. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just some backwater you know I mean? town. Like, I'm surprised it's still populated. Fuck yeah. that. On a chance. Yeah, Brazil's a hot area, though. I don't care. I'm not taking my chance. Me and Dan talked about the, that other muti- yeah. mutilation that was right in that area, too. Uh, but, yeah, this one's crazy. Like, And then people are like... Essentially, they describe little grays in masks, almost, it sounds like. No more than three feet, eight inches to maybe four feet tall. Um, yeah, there's tons of illustrations and stuff like that from from people and the soldiers themselves. Uh, I had uh, illustrations of what they saw, and some of them said they could I, actually see the figures that were piloting these some of these craft. And like Brayden said, they seem to be kind of in line with either the Greys or um, something along that line, and in, in some type of suit. The only thing that doesn't line up with the little grays is almost how like aggressive they are and violent. Well, mean, mean little fucker. Well, that's the thing. Like from all the stories, like, and I'll be, I'm gonna be completely fucking honest. All the stories I know about aliens and shit like that is from doing a podcast with you guys. I don't fucking like it's. Just, if everybody that's listened to this podcast, if you haven't noticed already, I fuck, I'm, I'm oblivious with 95 percent of this shit. He's too terrified to get into it. But, but like most of the stories that like that have Deep. any like solid evidence or validity to them, you know what I mean? Aren't stories of like hostile events. Mm. This is this is a hot like this to me is a rare occurrence because this is you have this many this mass amount of people that are all Whoa. reporting, you know what I mean? Somewhat hostile, you know what I mean? UFOs, whatever. And it just doesn't. I don't know. I, it just doesn't click to me. This seems like something like, you know what I mean? The fucking government would do to its own people just to test out a new weapon. You know what I mean? Like not, not UFO. Well, it is, like it, it is it weird just, at the height of it. The military's like, we're done here. Like pack well, up. And it was like, like why I was would doing, you pack up if you didn't figure out what it was? Well, I was doing some research on it too, and like just with what, like what type of weapons can can cause this type of damage, right? With people like this kind of radioactive damage and like kind of just like, you know what I mean? Laser gun, you know what I mean? Whatever. Directed just, energy. Well, that exactly. The, the, the DEWs directed energy weapons. And 
like, have you ever heard of the Strategic Defense Initiative? No. So I guess in the 80s, uh, Ronald Reagan proposed oh, yeah, that's that. the yeah. SDI, which was the Strategic Defense Initiative program, which was nicknamed uh, Star Wars, Operation Star Wars. And this is when they started bringing in these these space-based uh, X-ray weapons and you know what I mean? Because I guess there was reports of like the Soviets using them and stuff like that in the 70s. Well, I always, as soon as I read this story, I got a little weirded out because I read a story that a lot of Nazi sympathizers went to Brazil after after the war. Like the Angel of Death supposedly lived in San Paulo. Yeah, totally. Shit. So, yeah. like, it, it's a well, different they were spin, using but... the, they, they were using weapons like this, right? Yeah. And it's just weird. Like, this, this happened in 77. And then this SDI, this Strategic Defensive Initiative, was in, like in the late seventies, early eighties. You know what I mean? So they piloted it on these fucking little uneducated, supposedly uneducated yeah. fishermen I, little at this village, towners. right? Yeah. Which is fucked. But yeah. you know what I mean? This is the same Simpletons. government that could have potentially crashed planes into our own fucking buildings. But anyways, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that to me, I don't know why. Maybe it just makes me sleep easier at night thinking that aliens aren't coming to get me. <laughs> you know, it's maybe it's our it own helps. Yeah. but yeah. So, so you're saying it's like a, a human caused event? Yeah, I think well, so. Potentially, like that's I always go to that though because I don't. It's well, it's e- it's easier to believe yeah. like a shadowy well, military. The, but the Nazis body. have always kind of been in, like re- regarded with the UFOs. Their whole they were always looking into weird shit and yeah, they're in a bunch of occult shit for sure. Yeah, well, it, and it is weird that I never really thought that connection of how big South America is a hotbed for that kind of activity and like. During World War II, you get all that, and then at the end, they're they're going to you know they're sneaking ships into Argentina and and, yeah. and a lot of stuff in Antarctica. I never kind of put that together with all this stuff, but I'm like maybe this is some leftover or leftover plans that have finally been acted on from that time. Man, you gotta watch Hunting Hunting Hitler. It's fucking rad. Well, I you bet. Watch that show? No, I never seen it. Oh, they go down to those countries in down Brazil. Down to the Brazil, oh, yeah. and they, it's weird. I forget the name of the places, but you'll go there, and it's they only speak German. Well, yeah, they, you know what I mean. They st- like it, it. It's still there. And where did the communism come from? Where did these guerrilla hotbeds start? Well, you know, they're they're descendants of the Nazis. Like it, it's fucking crazy. Anyway, yeah. that was a little bit of a tangent. My yeah. bad. Man, no, it, no, it opened up. It, it opened up a thought I had, so it, it worked out. Cool. Um, what else we got for colors? I had another, another couple more accounts. Um, this is not some more of Captain Hollanda's accounts from uh, his video interview. He says, once I was sleeping when the sergeants, members of the FAB operation, told me that they had just taken a photograph of a flying saucer diving into the water close to a fishing boat. I went to the dock and waited for the fisherman. When he came back, he told me what happened. He was terrified, the captain said. Uh, Several weeks later, I saw a light close to a fishing boat. It was blue, circled the boat, covering about 300 meters. Then it dived into the water there wasn't any sound it was like a blade passing through the water he said crazy like operation saucer never came to an end the fab canceled the research in june 1978 without any explanation yeah nobody could nobody gave anything no. and nobody even to this day i don't think anybody's 100 percent sure at least the people who are directly involved are, are really sure where the order came from. Like nobody can really ident a direct source of the person and in black who said that. Call to, it, to, yeah. It. 
Men in black. That's it's Maybe it's wild because you're like you're you're in this imagine you're in this like military operation where you're like, holy shit, like there's something here, there's something to this. We we're getting something here. They're like, pack it up. You're like, well, we've just started like we've just started scratching the surface. On we've got hundreds we've got hundreds of photo- photographs here, like uh, weird shit no like if you wait the lights will come and try to attack us tonight and we'll all have to run into our houses like just pack up like yeah pack up we're done go down that's it wild that makes me think that it was some sort of government thing going on yeah that like that portion of it because i'm like why the fuck would you just stop yeah but then part of me is like it was brazil in the seventies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> you know. Well, touche. I mean, <laughs> good touche. point. Yeah. I guess so. It's, it's no. It's, it's <laughs> you. Yeah. You have some sort of experimental craft that can dive underwater without yeah. making any noise or, or barely a ripple, and it's directed energy weapons is something that Brazil is is into. Oh no no no. I but let's not kid ourselves. The states funds all sorts of different regimes down there yeah. and I wouldn't go out of the way to say maybe it was something the states had and then you know the military was getting too into it and they were just like kibosh it right paid some general just stop this stop right, looking but into I'm, this. I'm, that, it's still like yeah we're gonna freaking zap these we're gonna zap these poor villagers <laughs> yeah, what, what was the end game their creepy laser guns it's, oh man that would what's suck. the what's the like the reptilians, when they like, what's that thing they try and adrenal gland or something? They try and like absorb it from people or oh, animals. The pineal gland. Steal your energy. Mm, it's not the pineal gland. Or it's some pituitary? other. Some other type of something to do with. I can't remember exactly. I'm spitballing here, but. Hypothalamus. I'm just naming glands here. They're just I don't know. stealing energy, basically. Pretty much, I guess they feed off that. So mm. maybe something to do in the blood. I don't know, but some type of alien race. Like a Stargate. Could be. At this point, anything's possible in I, my mind. I like it. <laughs> Any reference to Stargate? He's having I'm so many people it. with the same type of injuries and just like and the same accounts. Yeah, and like consistent, consistent. Like this would for me. I don't. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't get a hundred people in the <laughs> town I live to buy into lying about UFOs. Right? Yeah, now. be like run around so you got burnt. And, and like, and I, you need the evidence. You need like. You need the burn on your arm, so everyone's like going around like branding themselves. <laughs> like, yeah, guys got got taken. Oh, by. but that's what the fuck. Like what makes that that doesn't make it, it's such a weird it doesn't it's not a device that like a normal person should be able to possess to like do that radiation burn oh where are you gonna find radiation weapons where space yeah. space aliens or uh department of Des- defense like deep the budget cancer agency I, I can't even get a gun yeah, no <laughs> shit. yeah i can't either my gun license expired it's a whole pain to try and get another one. Oh yeah yeah oh man yeah it's that uh, there's too many of those weird things like yeah the radiation like that's the again stumped well, it's yeah, weird too. This, like, is the, another... this is the only case that that is really known where the military was evolved and it was like a legitimate investigation into a ufo occurrence like the full-on military was involved and for months uh trying to figure out you what, what was going on? on these ufo encounters like it's the only only reported case or there's something actually like this where the, the military went in did initially at least didn't try to cover it up and it just went in to to find something you know but then they canceled you know you just cut it out you're just like oh wait 
those those reports of lights aren't actually communist guerrillas and it's weird stuff going on, get out of there. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Or they found so doesn't they have anything to do with drugs. <laughs> they're not they're not they're not taking our drugs. If this they're is trying real? to overthrow our government. Uh, our drugs are fine. Okay, well, get out of there then. That's probably what they probably thought all these villagers were stealing their drugs and yeah. doing them. Don't like, touch my fuckers. opium. <laughs> but no. It is a crazy one. It's one like I've never really heard one like that before where there's multiple hostile oh, attacks by UFOs. Yeah. Right. I mean, hostiles. these things were pretty much attacking people in the streets, chasing them around. Strange lights. It, it sounds a, a lot like the orb lights that we were talking about in recent case files, like uh, Skinwalker Ranch and stuff that would fucking. Destroy the cattle and horses and stuff, right? But less yeah, mutilation. Or was there animal yeah. mutilation going yeah. on? Not that I read in this one. Well, I no, I didn't read. Reports of they were moving up. Like, yeah, we they didn't have any cattle or anything. I don't people. think they were like cattle ranchers. You know, these yeah. are mostly fishermen. Fishers. Well, it's it's a it's um it's just a okay. It's a, it's it's weird that like this happens then, and then uh, they're like people are claiming like chupa chupa shit getting sucked out. Uh, blood getting sucked out and stuff. And then we talked about that. Um, we talked about me and Dan had talked about the, um, that the one like Brazilian mute human mutilation. Yeah. Where it's like, there's pictures of this guy and like the cause of death was like multiple, like weird app, like sucking apparatuses. Like he'd been hollowed out, like all his organs and stuff and like bored out, like eviscerated basically. Yeah. Collapsed. Consistent. Now you're like eviscerated. It wasn't like he was cut open. There was like small, uh, like small circular incisions where his and he'd been, the organs had been sucked out. Yeah, Ooh, and wow. around the what holes, uh, around these holes, like where it looks like these suction holes are, there's like blood pooling. So it looks like a wicked hickey around where the hole is. Space vampires, like. What it is this Dude, whole fucking time. And so it's like, this, this, when did this happen? Monsters. I can't remember. I got to pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's it. Oh, that's funny. I can't find the I can't find the year that that happened. But I'm trying to think. I'm like, okay, is this like, was the Calera's incident like a precursor to, um, no, this was before. This is earlier. Up. This is earlier. Uh, the human mutilation was uh, 1988. Oh yeah, so no, so this is so Calaris. Ten years right? later, and then they stepped their game up with this guy. Like, that was just uh, one guy. Bristol's though. got a lot of weird places. I know there's at least one other place. I we I don't think we talked about it, but I, I had it on deck for something. And it was just a weird one. Like they have this other place called Varinga, I think is it's called, and they've had a lot of weird stuff there. They've had at least um, other milit other members of the military have been there. They were stationed there, and they they've reported seeing strange creatures there uh in the in the forest things kind of people going missing and things like that I, it's not there's not that much about it though i've only seen a few things about it um i don't know if it's worth investigating but yeah there's, there's brazil's got a lot of crazy weird stuff i mean it's a huge country huge so country yeah. a lot of forests you know. not anymore um, they cut most yeah, of it down <laughs> it, it's a huge country and i'm sure there's a lot of weird stuff and i think most of it it's not you know, it's you could probably find a lot of weird stuff down there. <laughs> it's crazy because yeah, because like all the stuff that happens down there, like probably only a small portion actually filters into like English news oh, into yeah. like North America and other Portuguese. places. Like yeah. if, if you went I down did, there I and you actually like of, talk to like yeah. a Brazilian 
ufologist, he could probably tell you so much stuff you've never even heard of, like all the encounters and different towns stuff happened in. Yeah, I think they've. I think they actually have a pretty large UFO community down there. Well, it's um, such a hotbed. Uh, so I think there's at least that AJ Javer, AJ Javer uh, guy. I know he's got a couple. He's got a couple of videos on YouTube, and and I know he's he's. I think he does a couple on the talk on the circuits doing Brazilian UFO stuff, but I know at least along with Kolaris, like they're not strangers to UFOs and USOs. I mean, they've got that whole, I mean, they've got a big old stretch of, you know, coastline there. So I wouldn't think, and if you're talking about, you know, if Nazis have secret underwater bases, they'd probably be over there in South America. Realistically. Prime location. Hmm. Yeah, it was just, it's just so, this one was, just you have so many people. It should really so be many, a movie. Let's make yeah, a great getting, UFO movie. People get literally getting hurt. No ending. Like, you know. Well, no, we'd haul we Hollywood it up. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. In my in my Man. version of this movie, they're not just getting burned; they're actually getting like lasered in half. Yeah, like legit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like Mars <laughs> attacks. <laughs> like these are real fucking al- like these are predatory aliens. This is fucking mowing yeah, people Owen down. Michael Bay, a paranormal <laughs> researcher that comes down. Oh wow! Wow! Look at those lights! Wow! <laughs> Get Owen Wilson on this now. Yeah. Owen Wilson or Nick Cage, one of the two. <laughs> Nick Cage will do it. Yeah. Nick Cage. He'll fucking do it. No, one of them. No, together. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah, we can it's have a duo. It's like yeah. the next yeah, one. That's true. Like, one's a reporter guy. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Owen Wilson can be the scientist and Nicolas Cage can just be whatever brooding character. <laughs> oh, no. Cage is the investigative reporter and Owen Wilson is the photographer. You know, he's like, Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Look at that photo. Yeah. I like it. Dan, start writing. Yep, get on it. Yeah. We claim that no one, no one can copy this. Copyright. Five pages already. Cage, Wilson, Calaris. <laughs> um, that's good shit. Uh, that's all I pretty much had for Calaris. I didn't think I, I don't think I had too much more. Look it up. It's uh, it's uh, crazy. It is fucking. It's, it's crazy. And the biggest thing that blew my mind is the lack of theories behind it. Not a lot to it. No, fuck no. Like, oh. And that's the biggest thing is I, I'm always like, I'll, I'll summarize whatever. And I always want to know about the theories. And I was having the fucking hardest time looking up theories. You Google Kolaris UFO incident. You get like a Wikipedia thing, a couple weird YouTube videos and like a few weird articles. Shitty YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shitty you ones. Have, you have to start digging to find information about it. Like real. Yeah. Getting like, into code names and shit. Your oh, in. Like, yeah. sucked. I was, that's why, like, come on. I try, that's my go to is YouTube video. <laughs> okay, you start, I don't want to read. Uh, like, you, start, you start with YouTube. Yeah. And then if you can find, like, more after that, like, that's pretty just good. Fucking wow me. Wow me and I'll start reading. Yeah, get me interested yeah. and then I'll yeah. go deep and then I'm going deep after. This one was tough, but it was hard to go deep because there wasn't a lot of deep digging you could do. No, but I'm glad I did do a little bit of reading because it's yeah. fucking wild. It is wild. This is fucking wild. Don't do your own reading. Don't, yeah. don't listen to our fucking bastardization well, of listen. this. Well, That's listen it. to our podcast. Yeah. Well, listen, listen to it, but do your own research because I'm sure we're... We'll, be, we'll be like the YouTube for you if you don't want video. You listen to us and then you go, then you go yeah. down the rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Stone. It's nuts. It, we'll, we'll kick you down the rabbit hole. Yeah. It, it's 100% it's wild because some strange shit happened that's unexplained and there's no refuting it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
before we get into other stuff, Dan, do you want do you want to stick around or you gotta punch out? Uh I gotta punch out. I got early day right. tomorrow. All right, Dan. All right, guys. Before help on Calaris. Peace, Dano. All right. Take it easy. Catch you on the flip. <laughs> Space News. <laughs> Um, Japan makes history by deploying robots on asteroid and they sent that wild uh, rover 1A on September 22nd sent the color image from uh, the surface of Ryugu Ryugu? the asteroid yeah Yeah. it's it's awesome it's cool looking because it's like you see it's like flying through space really cool picture the other pictures not as great but still pretty cool we're landing shit on asteroids now that is um, good, but we can't go back to the moon. Too far. Because we've never been there. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. No, he didn't. You know what? You know what? I'm not going to lie. Gonna... I'm not going to lie, guys. I went down the moon rabbit hole again recently. Did you? I let go of my love for space, and I just went full conspiracy, and I got to say, I have some questions. Yeah? There's some yeah, faces. Come on, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Bullshit. Tell us what happened. Well, Tell me the truth. Welcome to, my te- welcome to Team Truth. I still don't think it was for um, ru- for to bankrupt Russia, but totally, totally, it didn't work. Nobody cares about Russia. It didn't work. They kept going for twenty five years. You should. You watch those um, videos of them? They're fucking crazy. Oh, they are. It's oh wild God. that we want to colonize the sure. moon, but we haven't colonized Antarctica. Like that's I'm like, can't go to Antarctica either. Crazy. We can't even go to the yeah. Sahara. You're gonna you're gonna That's repopulate right. the Mars. You can't even fucking repopulate the desert. Proper <laughs> like priorities, people. Let's yeah. fucking figure it out first. Let's figure our own shit out first. You got more space um, news? Yeah, yeah. Comet resembling human skull set Ooh. to pass Earth Dope. after That's Halloween. Cool. cool. After ha- no, it's NASA. That's a- yeah, like wild. I'm probably fucking with us. Uh, yeah. NASA nicknamed the dead 2,000 foot wide asteroid. The Just Great Skull pumpkin. of Galactus. Yeah. Cool, man. And it was discovered by a team in Hawaii in 2015. It does look like a skull. Like it, it looks like a skull. It's got the eye indentations, the nose. It's uh it is it is weird looking. Yeah. Yeah. And it it's gonna fly by uh right at Halloween, so perfect timing. Mm-hmm. You can see the last like NASA images of it, like skull looks like a skull, pretty wild. Got a little update on the Sunspot Observatory. So that's an observatory that the FBI swooped in on Black Blackhawk helicopters, shut down the whole area, didn't inform, told everyone to get the fuck out, shut down the post office, um, didn't tell any local law enforcement what was going on. All this, now they say it was because uh, there was some child pornography... Get the fuck out. On the computers there. Huh? One of the FBI traced an IP address used in the observatory um, had sources of child pornography. Fucking bullshit. Give me one, We've talked about one this. precedent of someone shutting down a whole like town or area of a town over what, like a piece of child porn. In, well, in Black Hawk helicopters. I have a question. Is there one news story that doesn't lead... To child porn these days, it, does, it doesn't Dude, seem like no, it. I'm telling you, everybody that's into this stuff is diddlers. It's just, it's just what it is. It's just a giant coincidence. Child molesters. You either hang yourself or you're a fucking diddler. You only have two Dude, the choices. The easiest way, the easiest way for you to not look up something, be like, "Well, there's child pornography involved." It's like, "Well, how do I look that up?" Uh, you don't want. Well, you don't want to. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So people are like, "Oh, well, okay." 
I'll just, I yeah. guess that's it. I believe it's like, it's the easiest way to get people to be like, okay, yeah, sure. Well, I'm like, not yeah, a diddler, so I'm not looking at any of that. I'm not going in there. No. no, like, I'm not, I'm not typing Google, like, Sunspot, what kind of child <laughs> pornography was going on in Sunspot Solar Observatory. <laughs> like, it's such a cop out. There's no fucking way. Black Hawk helicopters, middle of the day, landing, surrounding the building, telling everyone to get the fuck out. Why couldn't you just have contacted the local authorities and, like, well, especially when we have all these reports there. of Pizzagate and you're like begging for the police to investigate these fucking creeps and they won't. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Okay, well, this is what I missed that case file when you guys were talking about it. And I was curious because you come off, come across other articles saying there was more solar observatories closed. Yeah. I could not confirm it, but there is one, one article and it's from, it's obviously, it's from a UFO website. I'll post it in the show notes on the website or on this in the episode description. Some of them, some of the pictures from some of these of solar observatories claim that it shows some type of weird ship in the footage. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't I know, that. cannot confirm nor deny this, obviously, but stealing energy from the sun. No, it looks like a flight. We, we debunked that sun. one before, but that yeah. one was really cool. It just looks like it's a solar observatory, so it's looking. It's just monitoring the sun. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's just shut down. And then also, it says six other websites say six more observatories around the world and other countries. In my mind, the biggest threat to the planet for me is a meteor mm-hmm. or an asteroid, yeah. comet, some type of flying body crashing in. And something that's looking at the sun, if you get like an object in front of the sun, you can really see it. When you stare into space in the telescope, it's all black. It's really hard to find something flying towards Earth, right? Mm, sure. But if you see, look at straight at the sun and you see an object like blotting out like a piece of the sun, mathematically you can tell how big that object is, how fast it's coming. Yeah. So if this, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of talk about Armageddon, you know, since 2012, and they're like, well, not, it wasn't 2012, but it's in this like time frame, 2005 to 2040. Yeah. Apothis, they call it sometimes. Even they know Apothis, so it can't be Apothis. Apothis. Apothis is a Egyptian god. I know, but it's an asteroid that in like 2030 is supposed to come dangerously close to smashing the earth. And that's just one they found. So if you look at the, say you were looking at the sun, your solar observatory, and you're like, hey, this thing's like, this is coming this way. Mass panic would ensue if you're like, listen, listen, there's a 450 kilometer wide asteroid hurling towards earth at 10 kilometers per second. It's going to devastate the planet. You know what? Listen, you don't need to listen to this guy because he's a diddler. It's all good. Just yeah. don't. You didn't yeah. hear anything. The guy's a fucking diddler. Okay. Oh no. Relax. We're all going to jail now. Mass hysteria, oh, no. diddlers. Got, I'm getting a beer. Yeah. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Um, no Galactus skull coming our way. You're fine. Get out of here, Galactus. Baby, next guy, bud. Yeah, he's probably a diddler too. Don't worry about him either. <laughs> <laughs> Who has a little silver man riding around with him? Yeah, it's Harold. He is a diddler. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, bonkers. like to me, like that one. I'm like, as soon as I read that, we just talk. Like, we just did the one on the the child sex rings and stuff. And then I was like, man, it seems like anytime there's something, if you just say there's pedophilia involved, like, it's, all right, case closed. That's seeming easy. That's what I don't understand, though. It's like we're there. There's so many connections with the what the fuck? What's that guy's name? Shit, the guy that has all the weird statues and 
Oh, Jamie. Desta. Uh, Desta. There's all, oh, there's so yeah. many connections with this fucking weirdo and the guy that owns the pizza place. Tons of this that would elicit some type of investigation, but mm. there's nothing. But yet this observatory apparently has a couple. Gets Black Hawk. And they get fucking Black Hawk helicopters shut down, boarded up. FBI and jackets like, hey guys. Yeah, it's fucking fishy. You man. diddlers. You, well, we're you really coming down hard on you. No, this guy who's really a fucking diddler that has a diddler artwork up in his house. Yeah, it's all good. He's got money fine. though. He's got money yeah, and connections. Nice. Hey, moth. I don't know. We're, stay tuned for the Solar Observatory. There's def, the story is not fully no, told. We're not done. Oh, not done. No, 100%. How that? Oh, okay, this is a good one. So, this is not so much space news, but uh, this has to do with Shag Harbor UFO Center. Ooh. Uh, those of you who don't remember Shag Harbor, that's where our good old friend uh, uh, Ron Pond. Ron Pond. Oh, yeah. First, first came on the scene. This is uh, from September 9th. Who or what vandalized the Shag Harbor UFO Center? Oh, you little fucks. Oh, man. Ron's going to give him some fucking business. RCMP investigating after vandals smashed windows, used fire extinguishers to damage the interpretive center. Get pawned on it. Oh, right now. Ron Pawn Mysteries. Sounds like a good first fucking episode. (laughs) Yeah. Hey? Figure out who. Could be. Who's vandalizing the fucking... Shag Harbor. Oh, shit. UFO Center. Um, is that an observatory? Yeah. or? Oh, no, it's no. just like, it, it's it's basically like... Um, so it's Canada's Roswell incident, kind of. Oh, okay. Big yeah. UFO incident just, back in the day. And it's a center that has pictures and drawings and accounts and all sorts of that kind of stuff. And someone just went in and just destroyed it. It's a piece of Canadian um, history. That's history. Fucking yeah. Got a full fucking denim tuxedo, just, you know what <laughs> I mean? In a nice case. It's got it's got a whole tribute. You get the whole on. thing. Oh, yeah. oh, he, he, you, know, you know what it is? They got, they got, it's like, um, what's that fucking sh- true detective? Yeah. They got Ron Pond in, but he's like old. He's a little wild now. They're showing him pictures. They're like, they're showing him the vandal pictures. You see him in the background with a like Coors Light. Oh, that's awesome. So like, you <laughs> were a at mullet? the scene, Ron. Oh, this don't, yeah. hey, listen, this is all fucking gold. Write this down. <laughs> <laughs> it's recorded, man. You have you to write okay, it. Good. This is, there's more of this. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued. Yeah, yeah. there is, huh? The world, it's a flat disc or whatever. <laughs> says. Time is a circular disc. Yeah, that'd be fucking great. Sitting in the jean, jean tuxedo in the background. Knocking <laughs> darts. The, yeah. Looking a little rough. He's well, got a perfect cul-de-sac you can, now. You can have him and then you can have Bernie in the other fucking interrogation room. <laughs> very perfect. Um, that's basically, that's all I had for Space News. Space News over. But I also got uh, pretty good. Well, I don't know if it's pretty good. UFO case file of the week. So why don't we fire up the X3 there, Zell? All right. Turn it on right now. UFO. This is from Denara. And Denara is from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Ooh. Um, This is UFO. This happened to me when I was 10 years old in Calgary, Alberta in 1970. I was walking home from school, cutting across the school sports field. Our house wasn't far. We lived across the street from the school. There wasn't any other kids around since I stayed late for volleyball practice and the rest of the students had gone home 45 minutes earlier when school let out for the day. 
It is about 4.30 in the afternoon. Something caught my attention from the corner of my eye, and I stopped and turned to the right to look at it. Floating directly above a house facing the schoolyard was a large UFO. It was in the middle of the football field, so this is about 60, 70 yards distance from where I stood. The UFO was big and almost touching the roof of the house. It is completely centered on the house, but it is so big it is also above the house on the left and right. The lots are about 50 feet wide, which puts the UFO at about 150 feet across, or as we do measurements here, that's about 100,000 McCormick candy bananas, uh, and perhaps 25 to 30 feet tall. It is very bright, giving off a harsh white light, which is difficult to look at since it hurt my eyes. I look away back towards my house and see a car and a motorcycle on the side street, which intersect the street with the UFO. The street is about half a block away, and I remember being surprised and confused that the drivers are not reacting to the UFO, which clearly must be visible to them and so obvious since it's so bright, but traffic continues as normal. At that point, I, became, I become aware of something is forcing me to turn my head toward the UFO. I'm turning, and my field of view is changing, but I'm not the one doing it. I've struggled to turn away, but I simply cannot control any of my body. I remember feeling a, a sense of panic. Then, the next thing that I can remember, I'm walking into my house, and it's 9.30 at night and dark outside. I can't recall anything of the last five hours. My parents were furious with me for being so late. Apparently, my parents and two brothers have been trying to find me for hours. A voice in my head tells me to tell them that I'm not feeling well and I need to go to bed. I have no idea where that voice came from, but I do exactly as it suggests and run upstairs to my room and go to bed. The next day, I still can't seem to explain what happened, and my mother is even more angry with me since my new school shoes are ruined, since the tops of them are scuffed and dirty, like I was dragged face down across the ground with my feet still dragging on the ground. Fuck, man. Jesus. I told my brothers what happened, and they suggested I keep quiet about it, since nobody would believe me. Good advice, as it turns out, since in the many years since, most people I have shared this story with don't really know what to say afterwards. Many years later, I was looking at my old school workbooks from that time, and they are full of drawings of UFOs, all of the same design, and with more detail than I can recall from memory. For example, in my memory, I can't remember seeing any windows in the UFO since the light was too bright to make out details, but in my drawings, there were large round windows all around the UFO, some with faces looking out. Hmm. Uh, that's uh, Daener's, Daenera account of uh, when he was 10 years old, missing about five hours of time. Got probed. Yeah, probed, man. Yeah. Gotcha. Did, did, she have, did she have wind, weird burn marks on her or what? Cody's got to go over and talk about him. Doesn't, doesn't say at all. Got probed. Has no... She got probed. She got probed. But as soon as she says, like, my, my shoes look like I was being dragged, like, so if someone was, hold, I imagine something was like, two things were holding them. Right. You know, when two people, like, hold, like, a limp body and drag the feet just drag? Mm hmm That's what I picture. Like, Ooh, that's, that's fucking creepy. That is fucked. That's a good story. That's a good one. Yeah, that's gave me the chills. Ooh. Yeah, it gave me the chills when I read it first. I was like, ooh. 
bananas. Um, what else we got? You want to do some five star reviews? Fucking good month for five star reviews. A plus gold star. Five star review from Pizza by the Slice from the USA. Wow. Love the show, but wish Braden could get meat draw drunk more often. On that note, this meat draw fascinates me. I need to know more and would love to come up and participate more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. You don't know what you're asking for. No, you do not. You don't know. You don't know no, what you're you asking do not. for. You don't know. Jesus. Why would anybody wish that upon us? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> 10 10 would recommend by Sid the Kid Taylor from USA. I can't stand listening to podcasts even a little bit. This podcast is the first one I've actually really enjoyed listening to and get really disappointed when I have to turn it off. I've heard every podcast on here all the way through and wish I didn't want to wait. Wish I didn't want to wait to listen to more. Also, I don't know why people don't like Brayden because he's freaking hilarious. Keep it up, boys. <laughs> what? People don't like you? Yeah, who other than us? I mean, who yeah, other than your other friends? Than, yeah. Hey, listen, I'm not taking on the mantle of Mr. Conspiracy now, right? He's the heel and he'll always oh, be the fuck. heel. Could you imagine if you were the new Mr. Conspiracy? Are you the, is Braden the new Mr. Conspiracy? Oh my God, I think so. Oh, someone's got to take over the reins. <laughs> Jesus. Mr. Conspiracy. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Speaking of that, he's uh he's in Germany now for sure. He told me he was going to be in Germany, then he didn't go right away. Fake Germany. Yeah, yeah he really fucked it, fucked it around there for a bit. He is in Germany now. He sent me a picture of he he FaceTimed me like in the middle of the night. I'm like, yo, what's up? He's like, I just needed to show you my outfit. And he bought like the littlest like German like schnitzel beer fest outfit. With Leader the purple hat and the he's little, not wearing yeah, little hosen. Fuck yeah. And he's like doing a little he was doing a little jig in his hotel room. I was like, awesome. I was like, no, I couldn't because it was just uh like uh Facebook Live. Too bad, that'd be gold. And I was like, I was like, oh man, I was like, that is that was worth the call. Thanks for uh <laughs> the beauty. Calling. Let's do I'm gonna do one more. Uh best theorists out there. Five star review by Beats21 from Canada. Woo. Uh if you want to get some knowledge thrown at you. With a side of laughs, these are your guys. Best conspiracies on podcasts that you can listen to. Oh, thank you. Nice one. Pretty nice. Uh, Doug, you on the Facebook ones? For some, I'm on my iPad. They're hard to open, but I have one. I have one I can read. From Gracie Ball. Doesn't say where she's from. I love listening to you guys. Wasn't sure if I would like podcasts, but I was lucky to find you guys right away. I still don't know how people find this podcast right away on all the podcasts no. you could ever find on any player. Um, the topics covered are just the right amount, right amount of silly as well as serious, and you guys are so funny, except for Brayden. Are you serious? <laughs> is that what it's, did that. you add that or no, is that in there? Yeah, that. That no. Oh, yeah. too bad. Oh, that's bad. I love hearing... We're trying to get this to stick. <laughs> hey, buddy, you're doing that on your own. And she loves hearing the crazy ER stories. Oh, not really oh. ER. They're not really emergency room stories, but they are paramedic oh, stories. I fuck. So you know how Braden said a little something about me going to San Francisco for. Uh, I went to go watch. Yeah, for after yeah. hours. Oh, okay, fine, sure. Yeah, we got we got to wrap this one up. All right, my bad. All right, save Don't it. talk. Um, shh, shh. You want to be Mr. Conspiracy? Keep your mouth <laughs> shut, no, okay? no, don't even try. Is, is that, that the shit. threat now? Yeah. Shut no, people yeah. up. You want to be Mr. Conspiracy? Next? Want, yeah. I'll fucking <laughs> never come back again. Like, all right. This is I retire. Wear that asshole hat. <laughs> yeah. I will 
I will bury you in podcast hell. <laughs> um, um, I got Zell's prolapser of the week. Alex Bailey, one of our top tier Patreon supporters, and I'll tell you why he's getting Zell's prolapser of the week. So we went. The reason I wasn't at the last podcast is some pretty awesome happened with the band, where we ended up getting three gigs at three Canucks games. Fuck yeah! So NHL, we got a check from the NHL, pretty much. So cool. Sick. So we did that. And then we had to play, we went back to reality the next night, played in Surrey, normal dive bar gig, rock Whatever. bar. In Surrey. In Surrey. In Surrey. Gross. Love horrible it. neighborhood. Oh, fuck yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Wally? This guy fucking comes, it's, on, it's in King King George Street. There's just like homeless people all around yeah, the venue. Yeah. Oh, shit, Surrey's a shithole. It looked nice for most of it until we got to the, the venue. We're like, holy fuck, this is, <laughs> what a, from Rogers Arena down to this, boys. <laughs> we, we peaked. We peaked yeah, and yeah, we yeah, went yeah. down. To life. Anyway, so Alex Bailey, reality. I owed him a shirt still from the from Patreon because mm. I sent it. It got sent back for whatever reason. So I was like, "Hey man, if you come no to the show, stamp. I'll give you the show." So I gave him, I gave him, I gave, I gave him the shirt at the show. He's like, "Hey, I, like, come come out, come out to the car. I got something to show you." I was like, "What?" Comes out four one kilogram bags of candy marshmallows. <laughs> See, that could have gone two ways. That could have gone two ways. I'm really glad I went the bananas way, but you could have got raped. I could have. You could have got fucking raped. Could have got so. raped. Awesome guy though, so I trusted him. As I went out, as I went the doors, four bags of candy bananas, these marshmallow candy McCormick? bananas. Are they? McCormick and they're McCormick brand? candy bananas. I'm gonna post it. I'll wow. post on Instagram and everywhere. Four kilogram, okay. four one kilogram bags of candy bananas. That's a lot this of candy bananas. I try to eat one. I've gotten sick. I'm gonna have to throw them out. But <laughs> well, like, no, no, I, save it. I want. Cody's looking at Three it. I, I ate that whole bag. That's fucked. That whole bag in the I'll last the six well, days. Thank you for I'll giving Zelly diabetes. And know what? I'm actually I'm starting my uh, this is my last beer I'm having for a month. Oh wow! So I'm gonna get rid of those bananas and I'm going on a month. You know, I, I I'm did, gonna come. Hey, I, I got one more for you yeah. before you call, call it. I got yeah, I'll drink another one. Oh, you gotta go with the bang. Gotta go with the bang, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, it, we've been doing a lot of stuff on Patreon recently. So uh, if you're not already a Patreon supporter, get on it. Good uh, things are coming. Good things are coming. Exclusive, exclusive case files uh, from the gruesome twosome, me and Dan, uh, some other hilarious stuff. Hey, I'm, I'm going to make a sales pitch. Here's my sales pitch. Here's the only pitch we make on this show. If you have never used Patreon, it's just a way to support creators, whether it be a band, podcast, or whatever. And there was a time when there's, remember, we, we've said forever, no ads on this podcast, right? Never have any ads. Yeah. So now we get so many plays that people want to have ads. And I won't say any numbers of how much money we could make from ads that we're not going to make. So if you appreciate that in any way, a dollar more a month, help your boys out because there's no ads. So yeah. we're sacrificing listen, 10 times more than the Patreon dollars just to do this because we love it. So, And if, better uh, man than if we me. ever do have to go ads, it's going to be fucking stamps.com nonstop. Every 10 minutes, <laughs> oh, we're going to be fucking Me undies. We got to do me undies for sure. They send <laughs> you free ginch. <laughs> I'm all over Take that. that deal. Take they send that you one free ginch. Mattress. Good. We can share them. Have you, have you guys tried the new blue box? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the Tuscan chicken. It was easy to make. Quick. 10 minutes. Hey, you just, get, you just gave away like $1,000 worth of ads. So <laughs> oh, not. yeah. No, no freebies. Okay. Well, now after saying that, I'm going to read the people who haven't heard me make that sales pitch too much, but they donated anyway. I missed the last one, and you guys didn't read any, read any so I have a few. Shit. Here we go. Dylan Barnhill went up in the pledge. Oh, Gracie boy. S. Ball. Chad Cooper. Oh, 
Never mind, you deleted. But you you were around <laughs> yeah. for a while, man. So we appreciate it. It's all uh, good. Thanks, Chad. You're still so Um, my phone, my iPad is dead, so I have to read. Christopher, uh, with a big pledge. Thanks, Christopher. Wait, you don't have the last name Imondi. either. Mondi. Mondi. Uh, yeah, I got uh, Connor Turner, Curtis Bailey, uh, DP Singh, Olivia Dickinson, Austin Neves. Deleted. Miguel Ornillas. Oh, these guys are all deleted. deleted. Oh, shit. Oh. You guys supported for a while, anyway, though. We still hey, appreciate you guys it. For a while, I think. Jordan Bolin, Austin Vincent, Kelly Johnson, Casey Hahn, Albin Matson. Oh, no, he deleted too. I should read those before I read the name. Michael Buchanan, uh, Chris Langley, Cameron, Avis Lee, Blaine Nicholson. I think that's far enough back. David, the Jedi Time Lord. Oh, dope. Sick name. Cool name. Dope Sick name. Sterling, Talon Wise, Elaine Tremblay, deleted. Thanks. Thanks, Elaine. Elaine for, uh, Nathalie Jimenez. Uh, that's far enough back, I think. Ryan Lewis, Scott McFeeters. Yeah, I'm not Kenzie. sure. I think we're done uh, because uh, we went going, September then? 11th. Leo Navarez, we've, we've hit them all now. But if you're on there, if you're supporting us, we thank you. As always, it's always going to be ad-free. Um, we're putting out lots more stuff on Patreon as well. But the podcast will always be free. Yeah. Um, I got I, I got one more thing. I'm bringing else? I'm bringing back. I'm bringing in this back. This is something I used to do when we first started the pod. I haven't done it for about a year. We're featuring music from artists that are fans or artists that I record at the end of every pod. Maybe not every podcast, but whenever I can. So this week, our featured artist is a band called The View, The Life. We've talked about him before. Jason Milbank, he's a guitar player for Census Failed, but this is his new side project. Oh, right on. The View, The Life, oh. the new single is Kiera, just came out. Fuck yeah. So I'm going to play it here at the end of the episode and said the theme song. If you like him, search uh, The View, The Life on any streaming. Yeah, just put it in Google. It'll pop up. You'll find pop it. Cool. I Thanks, guys. And as we always say, keep those eyes on the skies. Yeah, peace. Beauty. <laughs>